Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. My name's Anthony. I'm your bartender for the evening. Welcome uh, here to Hey Bartender Podcast. We are taking social distancing <laughs> to an incredible level. So anyway, today I got a really special show. You might remember a couple episodes ago, I wished somebody a happy birthday because their girl called me or sent me a message basically and asked me to send him a birthday shout out. So I did. Then later on, we started uh, started emailing back and forth, and I got got him on the show, which is really cool. So everybody, Hey Bartender Podcast, please welcome to the show from the UK, Adam Hall. Adam, welcome to the show. Great to be here. <laughs> well, uh, first, first and foremost... <laughs> I don't know what to say. No, you, just be casual, man. This is just a uh, casual conversation. Yeah. It's not like we got a studio audience that's waiting for something really clever to be, be I, said. I feel like I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, first first thing I gotta ask uh, when I got uh, when I got the message from from Harley, to, she asked just for a simple send you a soundbite of me saying happy birthday, and I was just like, well, why do we have to stop there? Because I I can uh, you know give him a shout out on the show, and she she was in love with that idea from the second I mentioned it. So um, so. Please, uh, as a uh, as a fan of Hey Bartender podcast, she tells me you listen to this show quite a bit. Uh, were you expecting it? Uh, what happened when all of a sudden you turned on that show and you start hearing me talk about it? Oh, it was weird. Um, I wasn't expecting it at all, really. And because um, of in England, it was released at one a.m. So she was sort of. I was really drunk at the time because it was my birthday, and. Um, she goes, no, come on, stay awake, stay awake. Hey, bartenders, to release a podcast, I think, probably about one. And I was like, how do you know this? Like, <laughs> why, why do you know it's been released at one exactly? And so I got all suspicious. And then, obviously, I had quite a lot to drink since my birthday, and we've been out for a lovely meal and stuff. <laughs> and so I was in bed just really, really drunk. <laughs> I keep saying that. That's not good. We'll that's, edit that bit out. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. And then, yeah, <laughs> um, I wasn't expecting it at all. And when it came on and you said um, the cocktail signature special, my, my drink, I was like, wait a minute. I, re- I recognize that drink. That's my drink. And um, she sort of gave me this little smirk and I was just like, oh my God, what have you done? And then you said about the happy birthday. I was over the world. It was crazy. It was awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I asked her if she could get a reaction video out of you, but I guess she, uh, you had the reaction without her in the room or something like that. She told me, so. <laughs> oh no, I, I was in, I was in my pants. That wouldn't have been good. To <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that 
because my intention was to repost it on uh, social media. So, yeah, you wouldn't want to be uh, – I probably wouldn't have reposted you in your pants. No, I'm very glad there was no reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> Did I see an arm flail uh, just a second ago? I thought I saw an arm waving. Yeah, this is Harley sat right next to me. <laughs> Hello, Harley. <laughs> she's, she's feeling a bit sensitive at the moment. She's uh-huh. got some morning sickness. You're you're also celebrating that you're about yeah, to be a father. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant! So exciting! Um, Congratulations! Yeah, really good. Really excited. Thank you. Um, we got our scan on Wednesday, so we could see the little thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what it is yet. Just it's just there. No, we, yeah, it's just sort of like a little thing. That's what we're sort of saying. It's just a thing at the moment. But, uh, it'll be exciting to find out if it's a boy or a girl. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, anyway, Adam, the way we usually start off this show is to start off with a drink special. So, uh, one, you sent me an email that you have something called the Dragon's Eye. So, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. It's um it's a cocktail I made during lockdown actually. I started my own home bar and I wrote my own new menu out and this one's a really one of my favourites. It's uh it's the dragon's eye, like you said. It's uh one part Bacardi, one part lychee liqueur, one part watermelon liqueur, two parts apple juice, splash of simple syrup, splash of fresh lemon, and then we shake over ice, pour into a martini glass or a coupe. And then we serve it with a lychee and you try and take the seed out and then inject with like a syringe and some black sambuca. So it looks like a little dragon's eye in the glass and it gets this nice orange effect. It's lovely. Oh, uh, if you have a picture of that, please send that to me. Because, uh, it sounds like a really great effect. Uh, um, from the sound of it, it sounds like a really uh, fruity Some, drink. Somewhere I do. Yeah, well, whenever, you know. Yes, it's very sweet. It's very sweet, but then when with the lemon gives it a bit of a hint of citrus, a bit sour, but it's very sweet. It sounds like uh, almost one of those dangerous drinks that goes down a little bit too easy. Oh, yes, it is very, da- it is very dangerous. <laughs> you can drink a lot of them very quickly. All right, well, uh, to everybody at home, that was uh, the drink special of the day, the Dragon's Eye. Uh, we'll, I'll post it on the Hey Bartender podcast website, and so you guys can check it out. And if uh, you try it out in your bar, please let me know, Hey Bartender podcast, dude at HeyBartenderPodcast.com. And uh, just uh, I'll let Adam know, or you can find him and let him know. You mentioned just a second ago that you came across the Dragon's Eye in lockdown. How has quarantine been happening over there where you're at? Oh my, it's it's been stressful to be honest. Um, but like I said, we've we've had furlough pay, so we were still getting paid eighty percent of our average hours we worked, sort of thing, by the government, which is pretty cool. So I spent a lot of that time building my own home bar, which is really fun, and um, obviously. I've had to stock it up a lot. I've spent pretty much all my money on alcohol, which is, I feel like a kid at Christmas is great. <laughs> and I've just been making a new menu, and it's really good fun, to be fair. My girlfriend loves drinking, so <laughs> she's sort of my little guinea pig. Well, you got to have or a taste she, or test. she was. She stopped drinking now. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, yeah, she, go have a taste test. <laughs> I've thought about doing that uh, myself uh, in my home, but uh, I don't drink that well, mostly because I'm bad at it. Uh, you know, get uh, half a half a drink yeah. in me, uh, I'm done. And uh, so, you know, I, I need a taste tester or, or if I were to, you know, do videos of visiting yeah. bartenders around the world, uh, uh, I'd have to have somebody with me that can taste the alcohol. Otherwise, you know, it's going to get stupid. <laughs> the, um, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit, bit about you. So uh, where are you from? Uh, Brighton in England is just on the south coast. coast. Lovely little seaside town. Have you lived there all your life? Lived there all my life. Yeah, we, uh, this, this yeah, is going to be... Yeah, since, since I was a baby. This is going to be a little weird because there is a little bit of a time lag for some reason going between you and me. So your responses are like a couple seconds oh, okay. after I ask. Oh, <laughs> sorry. But, <laughs> but I can I can edit it so it all makes sense. Uh, there, There's no problem on your end or my end. It's just the internet. How long have you been in working for... Uh, Working in the service industry, uh, did you start out as a bartender, or how'd you start out? No, I actually started as um, a pot washer when I was, I think, 15 years old in a really nice sort of gastro pub restaurant where, where yeah, I wash pots and pans in the kitchen. And they eventually put me on glass washing to then be a bar back and then to actually be on the bar. So. I've I've been bartending since I was eighteen legally, and ever since really. So it's only five years, but it's good fun and I love it. <laughs> sure, yeah, bartending is a lot of fun, uh, especially when you got good customers, good regular customers to come and visit you every day. Yeah, definitely. So tell uh, tell me about where you work right now. I currently work at a place called the Barlands. It's um. It's your proper English pub, and it's sports with football every day, or soccer, as you guys would call it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, it's it's good. Everyone knows everyone. It's the town's sort of local pub, and yeah, it's it's good. It's nice and small, but we don't do many like cocktails and stuff, which kind of sucks. But it's owned by Green King, which is, I think, just been bought out by a big Chinese company. So it's a very big, big brand of pubs. Now, when you say uh, proper English pub, uh, you know, I, my my mind is kind of racing just from stuff that I've seen on TV. I've never been over to England, but like watching, say, uh, Sherlock on Netflix uh, or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where they go into a uh, go into a pub and have have a beer. Uh, is that your basic, what you referred to as a proper English pub? I ha- I haven't seen Sherlock, but um, what I'll probably compare it to most is if you've seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or Cheers, even Cheers with Sam, what, oh, what's his name? Sam Malone. Something. Sam Malone. Sam Malone, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of them, really. Uh, we got a pool table. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't really know how to describe it, really. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. sorry. I'm asking sorry, you questions. 
Uh, no, it's not boring. Don't worry about that. Uh, as I'm just asking you as uh, uh, an American that's never traveled outside of the, the United States and expecting to hear something completely different, but uh, you're telling me uh, that it's the same pretty much everywhere, so don't even worry about it. Yeah. Well, I'm likewise. I've, I've never been to America, so I'd love to, though. Yeah. Um, uh, I've always, uh, kind of thought about it. It would be fun to go to England at least once just because, uh, I like a lot of the music from there. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, I'm, you know, a lot of the TV shows, uh, Dr. Who, Sherlock, uh, uh, you know, I'm a big Beatles fan. Uh, you know, just, you know, everything. uh, I think it would be just fun to go check that and check that stuff out and, uh, be the American that ac- went, accidentally refers to, to it as um, soccer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I went to, um, I was up in Liverpool a few months before lockdown, actually. And we went to um, all the Beatles stuff. We went to the Cavern Club, which is the bar where they first sort of played. And it was, a, it was such a good experience. And it's so expensive because they've sort of turned it into a museum now. But it was really cool being there. So I, I definitely recommend coming to England there's so much I thought they uh, tore down the original Cavern Club yes <laughs> so they did and they sort of moved it next door and then like the whole road is just is sort of the Beatles road if that would make sense without seeing it now I don't I don't know how much people in England travel up and down but uh, like places in London uh, have you uh, have you visited well, based on on what I only know here is like, have you visited like Penny Lane or uh, any of the other landmarks that the Beatles talked about, or any famous no, things? I haven't. No, I haven't really. Yeah. There you go. There's people can't see this, but there's a picture of me at the Cavern Club. Oh, cool. Which is quite cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but music's a big part of the. I don't know what you call it, the alcohol scene in England where everyone's there to sell because we don't, we don't really have jukeboxes anymore. So everyone's sort of saying like, I'll oh, put this song in on the orcs. And we've got like, at the moment at the pub, everyone's into Oasis. So every, every day it's just Oasis, 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 like light rock, pop punk, like classic rock, all the 80s rock, everything. It's really good. So now, everyone's vibing a lot at the moment and it's, it's now, awesome it's now nice I, i'm a style of music as well brit pop everything now i'm a big fan of oasis also i i have been since uh uh the what's the story album and uh so i'm yeah i'm trying not to get too far Which into the 25 years dear god is it that far back <laughs> i think i think it's this week it's 25 years old Oh man, that makes me feel old then. But he's <laughs> <laughs> older than me. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, a lot of bartenders have been telling me lately that uh, there's no jukeboxes anymore. They pretty much leave it to their. They bring in their cell phone and uh, hook yeah. up to the stereo system and pretty much set up a playlist of what they want. And so your bar does that pretty much ex- the same. Yeah, it's unless there's a football match on. It's um, I've got my. Spotify accounts just a playlist probably about 
four, five days long of just music that every single bartender I've worked with has just added to. So then every time a new member of staff comes on or I work at a new bar, it just keeps adding. And it's a really nice sort of memory to work with all the time where I can think of, oh, this song was added by this person who worked at this bar. And it's it's really nice to sort of bring that into the new workplaces and stuff. And But have you gotten to the point where you're like, oh, don't look back in anger again? <laughs> don't look back in anger is not actually on it. Uh, That's on a separate playlist, like the sing-along playlist, when it gets late at night and everyone's had too much alcohol and we're just like, shut up. <laughs> uh, um, so the sports situation now, uh, when... Uh, uh, being an American, I've heard all the myths and legends about uh, soccer hooliganism and all that stuff. Does your bar uh, stay pretty mellowed during that sort of thing? Yeah, we're lucky, to be honest, because um, the local team, Brighton, who we all support, really, when Brighton are playing, no one's really at the pub because everyone's gone to watch it. Mm. So, um, And then since lockdown, obviously, the football games, no one's there. There's no crowd at the game, so we don't really get a conflict in supporters. It's all the one team, the local team. So we're quite lucky with that, really. We've never really had violence, per se, at our pub, so we're very lucky. Uh, a long time ago, I was uh, joking with a friend of mine. Uh, he he was It was right after there was an, uh, uh, some kind of fight at a basketball game here. And the guy sat there and he's from Jamaica and he said, why are, why don't people just sit back and understand that it's just a game. You're supposed to have fun. And then I jokingly said, just because of TV and movies, uh, I just said, well, tell that to Manchester United. And all of a sudden he was fuck Manchester United. And he was a big Liverpool fan, I guess. And so I was just like, ah, <laughs> well, there you go. But uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about your clientele, your customers. I, I mean, uh, you don't have to name names or uh, really drag anybody out or anything like that. But uh, tell me about uh, the type of clientele that you have. Uh, well, because I don't know how to put it. Because um, we're like a local pub or regulars pub. Like everyone knows everyone. I said earlier. It's, um, it's sort of like a big family. And, um, yeah, so I know everyone, everyone knows me. I know what they're drinking. Their drink's already at the table, sort of, when they walk in. And it's all happy family sort of thing until someone has too much to drink. And then it turns into drama. It's like the cousins come over at Christmas and you hate them, but they hate you. But you want to get on Christmas. But really, everyone loves each other, but everyone also hates each other at the same point. It's really tough to describe, but a lot of people at the moment are into the fruit machines, the slots, and we've got three of the machines in the pub, which, and then if Matey Boy puts in 20 quid and wins 100, he's then got Matey Boy's money that he lost earlier, and then it all causes fights. Uh. Not actual fight fights, they're like bickering and arguments and stuff it's really it's quite funny to watch really <laughs> um do you get it many tourists out yeah. in your area 
any tourists, sorry. Yeah. Do you get any tourists out there? Yeah. No, no, not really. No, because we're, like I said, like a little local sort of pub. If you don't really know the area, it's not probably where you'd go, if that makes sense. Would you consider your bar like a, uh, like a, what we call here dive bar or a hole in the wall, uh, strictly for locals type of thing? No, I wouldn't say it's, it's not strict. It's just sort of, um, it's quite a big and open pub. It's, um, it's right next to the train station. So a lot of commuters come like off the train from work and it's sort of like smack bang there. You can see it. Like everyone knows where it is, but uh, no, I know I probably wouldn't call it a dive bar as you guys would, but I wouldn't really call it sort of open to whoever fancies a beer without sounding too crude or harsh. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, tell us a little bit more about you. Uh, when you're not bartending, uh, are you? What do you do? Uh, oh, blimey! I do. I do a lot of hours at the pub. I do like fifty hours, fifty to sixty hours a week. Oh. So I don't really get much time off. Um, so when I, when I'm not working, I'm sort of sleeping, <laughs> as you should know as a as you know as a bartender. Yeah, yeah of course. But um, I'm a big basketball fan. I support the Boston Celtics. So obviously, we've just had a bit of a collapse in the playoffs. But I've yeah, I spend a lot of time watching basketball. I like gaming and stuff. I play a lot of Xbox. But other than that, it's nothing really. I don't go out much. Um, yeah. If, otherwise, I'll be at the pub drinking with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so American sports—they're popular over there uh, more than I thought, I guess. They're not actually. No one really, <laughs> no one really watches it. So, yeah, I don't think many people understand the rules, especially American football, as you say. It. No one really understands it. It's very complicated to us. Like it's just the mathematical version of our rugby. But there's a there's a few of us I know that like basketball. Basketball is the most popular one. I just my brother likes my brother spent six months in LA teaching young kids soccer or football soccer and he got into basketball out there and came back and said oh let's watch the basketball together I was open to it so it's carried on since so this quarantine obviously you're back at work right now have your hours changed yeah it's a nightmare Um, (laughs) so the pubs have to shut at 10 o'clock Obviously, we lose a lot of... What were what were the hours before? We're normally about 1am, so we've lost a good three hours a night. So that affects a lot of money, like takings as well. And then you've got the staff are losing hours. And yeah, it's just a bit crap, really, because it gets to about 5 to 10 and there's proper big sanctions at the moment with the police and stuff. So if, if there's anyone in a pub past 10 o'clock, the pub gets fined. So it gets to five to ten, and everyone thinks they're Superman and they're really funny. I'm just like, oh yeah, we're gonna stay. We're not leaving. We're just like pissed off. Oh well, yes, yeah, the a lot of drunks get <laughs> like that all the time. I mean, yeah, uh, it's probably why that uh, especially once they've had a few vodkas. <laughs> there, it's probably why that video uh, that went around the internet and got viral of the Dalek 
going around the streets saying everybody go home uh uh the, you know the mandating yeah. <laughs> the mandating the quarantine you know but uh that, yeah what what about in america well out out here in america the um, it like at closing time at the moment uh well a lot of the uh bars are closing at about 10 o'clock same as you uh but they're we're operating at like 25 yeah. percent capacity uh, they won't allow more than 25% of the yeah. people to be in there. Sure. So it's hurting a lot of, uh, hurting a lot of places. Some restaurants are just not letting people in at all. And so we're, uh, it's different from area to area because I, like I was talking to a guy from New York just recently and most of the New York bars, they just moved their business to outside and you know just put chairs and the tables out there so everybody's out there drinking a beer or whatever on the sidewalk instead of inside the bar where they have to wear a mask and all that stuff do you have the same yeah that's the same as us so we um when you're inside unless you're sat down at a table you have to wear a mask so if you're going to the toilet you have to wear a mask and people are, and we're one in one out for the toilets at the moment so people are saying like why do we have to wear a mask if we're the only people in there? And there's nothing we can really say except, I don't know, but that's just the law and that's what we've got to abide by. So if you want to come here and drink, like you've got to do it, unfortunately. Like we're all in this together. It's the whole world at the end of the day, isn't it? So it sucks. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people complaining about that out here uh, that, you know, even going into the supermarket or something like that, they raise a big fuss about uh, having to wear a mask. And uh, there's uh, there's been a lot of fights yeah. about it, and uh, it's that's uh, that's pretty much everywhere, I guess. Yeah, I think what people need to get though, like like I said, it's the whole world, isn't it? Now it's not like one country's the problem. This COVID is everywhere. So no one should be exempt. We're all in this together. Like, if we fight this together, it will be done. We like then we can all get back in the pubs. We get back in the bars, the clubs, the night clubs, everything. And then if we do it, if we wear the mask, it will go. It will stop the spread. Like they're not wrong, but it's going to suck for a little bit. But once it's done, it's going to be better. We're going to be a better world for it. Sure. It'll be worth it. So tell me about like an average night uh, for you. Uh, do you uh, uh, do you have any like set things that you have to do when you start off your night, or uh, you know, what's a night? What's a day in day in the life for Adam here? Day in the life of Adam. Um, do you want from waking up or going to work? Oh, let's just talk <laughs> about work. We don't need to get too detailed. <laughs> um, so at the moment we have to when we get to work we have to get changed into our uniform per se or our work clothes um, we're not allowed to wear the same clothes we wore to work whilst working which is weird so we have to get changed put on our clothes uniform and then go downstairs to clock into the chill system and then, so the first thing I normally do is prep my bath. I get all my garnishes cut, all my fruit stock, 
yeah, my whole bar section stopped with my eyes, everything. And just sort of, then I always take five, ten minutes just to sit down, have a coffee, have a cigarette, and just sort of get ready for my shift. Because I hate getting to work and just going bang straight into it, serving. So I like to just be a little bit early, ready for the shift. And then once I've had that five minutes just to sit down, then it's all all go, really. Well, nobody likes to go straight to work once they get to work. There's there's that you got to have that little bit of goof off time, uh, you know, because even yeah. all the jobs I've ever had. Yeah, sure. I'll show up about 15 minutes early, but guarantee I'll be standing outside having a cigarette during those 15 minutes. <laughs> now, you're responsible for your own uh, filling your own bar and doing your own garnishes. Uh, no, it's done sort of as a collective, but I always make sure when I'm I'm there that I <laughs> sort of keep my own sort of stuff to myself because I don't like people getting in my way. As bossy as it sounds, my station's my station. Go away. So you're like me when I was working behind the bar. Uh, I wouldn't let servers uh, behind my bar to get drinks or whatever. You know, you have to ask me if you want it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this, that's uh, one of the two of the more popular subjects that a lot of bartenders talk about is they don't let anybody behind their bar. And uh, the other one is somebody finished off all the garnishes the night before, and then you get to work and you find out that you have to cut all the lemons and limes and restock all that stuff because they didn't prep it the, the night yeah. before. So uh, you, but you've, you're just taking care of that on your own. Yeah, no, well, it's sort of an every man for themselves job at the moment, really. If you want to work hard, you you get your rewards for it. So, so I feel if I'm in control of my own station, there's nothing anyone can do. So if, if someone says, oh, have you got any lines? I'll say, yeah, I've got lines. Why? And they say, well, can I have some? I'll say, why? Didn't you cut any? And then they're sort of like, oh, no, I've not got any limes. I'm just like, well, you should have cut some limes then. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, I I was always very protective of my space, uh, and it upset some of the servers. But then after working with me for a while, they were like, "Okay, I can I can a- accommodate him." But I, you know, he's only here a couple days a week, and so. <laughs> no, I'm there. I'm there a lot, so people sort of just get used to it. I, I'm very I'm good friends with everyone that works there. They're just they know, don't touch my lines, <laughs> and I'll be happy. Now, I've always referred to the, my coworkers when I worked in the bar is we were, like, really tight, almost family uh, together. Yeah. We all celebrated stuff together. We hung out together after work. And do uh, you have that same rapport with your, uh, with your coworkers? Yeah, definitely. Well, it's not really the most social job for when you're not working so like most of your life you're spent at the bar so you sort of have to be like that with people I think like you've got to be friends you've got to get on because like at the end of the day that is your life <laughs> really when you work in a bar I feel so you sort of have to be friends with them <laughs> yeah yeah and if you're not friends with them you probably are thinking about you know possibly another job eventually yeah, definitely. It's not worth working somewhere where you don't get on with people. That's I'm sure that's the same for every job, though. If you don't get on with the people you work with, you shouldn't work there. Sure, yeah. 
do you have a favorite bar story uh, something that you know was that you always go back to in your head uh, that makes you laugh or something like that <laughs> um yeah definitely oh god uh, we have one one summer i remember um so the legal age to drink in england is 18 and i had one guy come into the bar who was quite young i thought he might have been a bit too young so i said um can i see your id just to check his age and he, he was fine he was 19 or 20 and i just said oh, okay that's cool yeah you can have a drink and so he asked for three drinks and i said yeah i didn't really think anything of it and so he got a pint of beer and two pink gin and lemonades or something and then I thought, oh, you're definitely not drinking all of that yourself. Those two pink gin and lemonades aren't for you, are they? So anyway, time went on by. It was quite busy. So the night went on. And then I walked outside to collect some glasses or something. And I see uh, these two young girls sat next to him. And I said, oh, you look very young. and You're drinking pink gin and lemonade. You can't do that. So I go over and ask them both to uh, see their ID. And they said, oh, no, we don't we don't have any on it. And I said, well, if you can't show me your ID, then like, I'm going to have to take the drinks away from you. You can't drink it. It's the law, blah, blah, blah. And then um, the boy who was obviously trying to impress these two girls said, um, well, they've just come back from holiday. You've ruined our night and stuff. <laughs> and I said, oh, where, where, where have they been on holiday? Then he goes, oh, he's they've just come back from Australia they've been there for ages but I just want to have a drink with them and I said oh when when did you get back then and he said oh they literally just got back with straight in the pub from the airport I said so where the hell are their passports yeah for <laughs> the life of me they were like no we don't have our passports and I just said why don't you have, how could you get into America or sorry Australia and oh it was we argued for probably about an hour <laughs> just saying, where is your passport or any ID? And I said, go home, go get your ID if you don't have it, or go back to Australia and go get your passport if you forgot it. But it was just, it was one of those nights where everything was going wrong. And then by the end of it, I just sort of said, you know what? Piss off, just get <laughs> out. And they were sort of threatening me that I'd taken their drinks off them. They were going to call the police on me. And I said, look, you're the ones that don't have ID in a pub. I'll call the police on you. And then by the end of it, I just said to one of my co-workers, just, can you guys take this? Because I'm really bored. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it gets to. When you argue with kids and stuff, you just like, just shut up. I work here. You don't go away. <laughs> Uh, that's, so that's probably yeah, one of my all-time favorites. Or someone smashing a window with a pool cue because that was a bumblebee. That was <laughs> funny. They actually smashed a window because of a bumblebee. Yeah, full-blown put the cue through the window. We got it. We got it on CCTV, and we um we downloaded a disc and gave it to them for their birthday, and that was brilliant. I loved that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, he did. He did pay and fix the window. To be fair, good. That was good. 
Yeah, uh, kids when they try to come up with their uh, with all these excuses why they don't have IDs or whatever, <laughs> some of them, uh, you know, are tr- try to be clever and you know try to put their thumb over the because uh, I don't know about uh, your IDs out there, but we have pictures on ours, and they try to put yeah. their finger over over the picture that's on there and think I'm not going to take it from them and look, and. <laughs> Uh, it's just like, well, first of all, you're not blonde. And second of all, you're not a man. And, and, (laughs) or, you know, they come up with random excuses like, well, I don't have my ID. Well, you can't be in here, but I'm 21. Okay. But you, you don't have an ID to prove that to me. Get out. (laughs) It's just, come on, you know, the law, I have to do the next person had to do it. Just do it. Just bring your idea out with you. If you look young. If you look old, then you look old. Well, you know, it's best to have your ID on you anyway uh, for any type of eventuality. Well, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, sometimes the excuses that they come up with just crack me up. And uh, Mm -hmm. my favorite one was a girl. uh, She didn't have – she had her ID, but she – at the time, our ID said minor until and then had a date on it. And she gave it to a friend. And I guess he just scratched that off and said, okay, there you go. And, you know, and changed the numbers of her birth date. <laughs> and you put it underneath the black light and you can see the alterations uh, plain as day. And uh, she tried to give it to me. I saw, I saw that it was altered and I said, oh, sorry, I can't serve you. This, uh, this ID is bad. And she go. She tried to ask me, "Can I have that ID back?" And I said, "No, no, I'm confiscating this because that's what we're supposed to do out here." And yeah, it's the same here. We got a lot of the girls use um a little bit of nail nail glue, I think it is. Yeah, and they do that, which covers up, and then they can really carefully write on top of it, which is quite clever. But you feel the bump. Yeah, and they don't. They don't know that we have fingers and we can feel a little. A little bump where we look at them and say, what are you doing? Come on. At least try a bit harder than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She asked to have the ID back because she was, she said she was going to take a, uh, uh, she was going on a, uh, going on an airplane the next day. And I looked her right in the eye and I said, you sure you want to try to get on an airplane with a federal document, especially after uh, the whole nine 11 thing. And we, we have very strict security at our airports out here. Yeah. And so if they spot that it's fake, what are they going to do to you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I took that ID from her and uh, I shared it with the other bartenders in the area. Now uh, that's a, that's something I want to ask you. Uh, are there other pubs in your area? Uh, do you guys, uh, are you guys all friends? Do you hang out together or anything like that? Yeah. So um, we're sort of the only pub in the area we've got bars up the road which so everyone knows everyone in my town and so we're sort of the pub you go to first and then you get too drunk we kick you out then you go to the next bar <laughs> and they kick you out so you go to the next but everyone knows everyone so we got like a group chat with all the bar, bar senders on from my town so we can like when there's a dodgy customer you can let them know they're heading up their way or if anyone fancies a late drink after work or a lock-in. I was talking to another bartender just recently that uh, 
So back when I was bartending, we uh, used to jump on the phone and tell the other bars, hey, there's this guy, he's, act, uh, he's acting up, be careful, he looks like this. But this was in the days before text messaging was a thing. Uh, most of us could barely afford cell phones and no camera phones because none of us could afford that. But uh, now everybody, uh, from what he told me and what you're telling me now, everybody's like taking a picture of the person and sending it onto the network basically let everybody in town know that's really awesome we've, we've got to be really careful actually at the moment with pictures because the data protection at the moment is crazy so we could literally get like fines and stuff if we send a picture of someone without like their consent which sucks because we've got to sort of just describe them the best way we can without actually using anything or like a name and stuff because i don't know what the law is but you're not allowed to pretty much their name so they've made it a law that you need somebody's consent before you can take a picture of them or anything yeah they've got a consent to a picture being sent on to someone else because you're sort of sharing their data it's crazy it's called gdpr uh, which is you can actually you can get fined for it quite a lot so it's quite hard really to actually get away with no, that's something that actually, yeah. actually there are times here in America where I think we could use that because I'm tired of watching like YouTube videos or TikTok videos of people acting up and uh, all, you know, like say two, two people are having a fight and there are 28 people standing around them all with their cell phones out when they're, you know, screaming, you, somebody should help him. Well, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's filming it themselves and laughing, sending it to their group chat. Just do yeah, uh, that's that's been annoying me for a really really long time. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's really cool that you guys uh, all stay in contact with each other. And, uh, but you act like you know, okay, he comes to my bar, and we kick him out, and then he goes to the next bar. You you act very nonchalant about that. <laughs> it's sort of like it would only be if someone's like not being rude or harming someone. If they're just a bit drunk, we sort of it's sort of a game we play with the next bars. We're saying like, where will he go? Like, let's see where the night takes him. That's what we sort of say. And then if it's sort of a test for the other bartenders, they will say, oh yeah, no, you're too drunk to drink here. But let's see what this bar says about you. Let's go <laughs> go see if they'll let you in. And half the time they're just walking around all these bars, and everyone's saying nope, 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 nope. And then they end up at the kebab shop. <laughs> and they don't get another drink past the first bar that said no. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of fun playing like that. I know it's not very nice, but no, it's every bar. You got to have your fun, don't you? Well, yeah, you got to keep your job interesting, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with a whole bunch of drunks. And yeah, definitely. Are liquor laws? I don't. Uh, are they different uh, over there compared to here? Because uh, around here. You know, you, we have that breathalyzer thing that if you blow over point zero eight percent alcohol, blood alcohol content, you're legally drunk and you have to uh, you have to go go to the jail or go home or some whatever. Um, do you guys have the same liquor laws and all that out there? No, we we don't really have that. It's all well. I don't know what the actual law is on it, but. I think it's just 
when I had to do my alcohol license course for my personal license, it was sort of said, you, the law is you cannot serve someone who is drunk. So in my opinion, like I've been drunk so many times and I've been served, but I'm still in control of my body. I'm in control of my actions. But you think by law, I should not be served, which it's, it's really confusing. Like what is the definition of someone who's drunk? Yeah. Uh... That is where we can't, we're not allowed to serve someone who's drunk, but everyone gets drunk like, and they're fine. So it's the over the top when we're just like, guys, come on, wind it in. Yeah, everybody has a uh, different level of drunkness. That would be that would get a little bit of confusing. Their the way they tolerate their alcohol and the way they act with alcohol in their system. I mean, with me, it would be blindingly obvious because uh, slurred speech and I turn bright freaking red uh, when I've had <laughs> a little bit too much alcohol in my system. But some other people, they can uh, down a half a bottle of gin and they can look fine, but really they're uh, trashed. They're just completely yeah, trashed. Well, you've got a rugby player who can probably drink five pints and drive home and be absolutely fine. And then you've got the skinny, tiny person who has the exact five pints and they're, they're drunk. They're gone beyond belief. And obviously you wouldn't expect it, but they've had the exact same amount of alcohol as the big rugby player. So it's, I don't know, really. It's each to their own sort of thing. You've got to judge the situation as and when it comes. But it's at the end, it's your responsibility. You have to make the judgment. Yeah, yeah. It's always our, it's always our fault, though. They blame us. Oh, That's the funniest bit. Yeah, okay. you're the one that served me. You're the naughty person. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're the one that bloody asked for it. Shut up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, bartenders were uh, were all uh, every, everywhere around the world. We're all considered the babysitters. So uh, yeah, so, like, hey, you overserved yeah. me last night. No, you asked for too many drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you over asked me. <laughs> We're everyone's best friend until they've had too much to drink, then we're the worst enemies. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break with the interview with Adam Hall and just remind you guys, go visit www.heybartenderpodcast.com where you can go check out Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise, past episodes, and, uh, you know, the site is building. We're, uh, we're trying to make it work. Also, if you want some good coffee out there, go to bartenderzonecoffee.com. Check out their wide selection of different brews and a couple other novelties that they got on their site. Personally, the house blend is uh, what I like, but uh, they do have other blends. Their breakfast plus blend has is, uh, your typical breakfast roast, but with a, uh, another hit of caffeine that... Uh, will make your morning uh, a little more jittery. And who doesn't need that from time to time? Go try bartenderszonecoffee.com. On to tonight's musical guest. They hail from Brighton, UK. Uh, this is Scuffle with their single Deadhead.
Once again, from their album, Soft Boys, that was Scuffle with Deadhead. If you want to find more stuff from them, jump on Bandcamp.com, SoundCloud, Spotify. They're all around there. You can also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and go check out more of their music. Find out what they're doing next, uh, because I'd love to tell you where they're playing next, but uh, nobody knows where they're playing next nowadays. But anyway, go check them out. And remember, people, if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, whether you want to be on the show, you want to have your music heard, just email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. Now, let's get back to the interview with Adam Hall. So you're, you are losing a couple hours uh, a night that you work, and just because of the whole COVID-19 thing, uh, but uh, is... Hopefully everything is monetary wise. Everything is still okay, at least. Yeah, everything's fine, really. I, I've picked up a few during the day, so I'll start a bit earlier rather than finishing later, which is quite nice. But it's just it's all a big change, really. So everyone's making sacrifices, but it's sort of the industry we love. So if if we if we want to do it like we stay on and we do it otherwise like the managers are saying like if you don't want to be here like i can't force you to be here Mm. it's your life if you want to be a part of this pub and this sort of family you like stay yeah do it enjoy it but if you don't want it you know where to go 
(laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Did you have any uh, really rough nights where you were questioning whether or not you wanted to be a bartender ever again? Oh, well, during the lockdown, I was, I had moments when I was a bit sort of shaken thinking like, oh, I need, I need money. Well, because obviously it's not the best paid job in the world, but it's, it always comes down to money, unfortunately, where you sort of think like, oh, I could have a boring nine to five office job and I could earn double what I earn as a bartender. Because in, in England, our, we get paid hourly and we don't really get many tips. Really? It's, it's a lot different on that. Yeah, no, it's, instead of tips, people buy us drinks and that's sort of it. We don't get like cash tips. Um, but then our hourly pay will be a bit more, I think. So, yeah, it's, no one really gives cash tips unless it's just for food. Huh. But sort of, if the locals are in and they're all buying drinks, they'll probably buy us a beer or buy us a shot, whatever, really. But, yeah, no, we don't really get many cash tips. Are you allowed to drink on the job? Nope. Ah, okay. The- so we always, we'll keep them for after work or our day off, and then we'll, we drink, we pretty much drink for free at our pub because of how many drinks we get bought. But, yeah, we no. Um, uh, our company is very work is work, then leisure is leisure. Don't mix the two. Exactly. Uh, I which, have which I think which can be good. I've worked <laughs> previous jobs where you could drink on the job. That is another story. That's a good one. I remember <laughs> one night I just weird the rugby team come in and oh we had so many shots bought for us. I must have done half a bottle of tequila and however many vodka sodas. And by the end of the night on close down, I was so drunk, I fell over down the stairs. <laughs> and my manager actually put me on a drinking ban for two weeks. So that wasn't good. Ever <laughs> since then, I sort of thought like, drinking at work, you wouldn't do it if it was a different job. So I try and keep my work as work. I think my leisure is leisure. Yeah, it's probably best that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially after falling downstairs, definitely. <laughs> uh, it depends on the establishment and what the li- local liquor laws are around here, whether or not you can drink behind the bar. Uh, there are some states uh, that are very strict about that, where uh, if you uh, if you even forget that you pulled down a drink uh, off the bar and put it underneath the bar so you could remember to grab it later and put it in the dishwasher, the Liquor Control Commission if they decide to check the place out and make sure that you're following the proper laws, they might think, well, this drink is this. You were probably drinking from this. Oh, look, it has alcohol in it. We're going to find your bar because you, know, you can't prove that you weren't drinking it. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a lot different to here. Well, yeah, it, that's, that's crazy. But that's one state. That. I mean, <laughs> that's one state. I mean, yeah. if, uh, in states that are a lot looser with their liquor laws, let's say a uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, where they serve alcohol twenty four seven, and I don't exactly know if they have any rules about uh, drinking behind the bar, but they might be a little bit looser on that sort of thing. But uh, there are some states or even like counties that are incredibly strict, and 
uh, like small towns that say we're we're a dry town. You can't have any liquor. Period in this town. So, so I think for us, I think don't question me on this. Um, it's just down to the business. I've never known it to be a law here in England where they say you can't drink behind the bar. I think it's the business's call whether they say we do not want you drinking and you can get in trouble for drinking. So it's actually you cannot, it's the law. So I think that's for us, it's just down to whoever's in charge. Definitely. Uh, That's pretty crazy to hear that about America, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it, uh, it was... Scary, you know, you, you uh, at first when you first start out as a bartender, back when I first started, it almost gave you anxiety. Well, all after you went through your class to get your license to be a bartender, uh, you think, Oh my god, how am I going to follow all these rules? And uh, but you get used to it after a while, just make sure your bar's clean, that's the biggest thing. And uh, and yeah, right now, the uh, your boss is probably uh, right now all the bar owners around uh, everywhere are counting every ounce that comes out of every bottle. So you can't like sneak a quickie or something like that at the end of your shift. If you closed, but uh, yeah, they keep, yeah. they keep a lot of track of that. Yeah. No, we are a company. They're big on stock. How much, what goes through the sale, what we have in the bar. But at the end of the night, when everyone's out, we all, we sit down, we have we have a drink, and then and then we close, which is quite nice. So after a nice busy shift, they say, right, let's sit down, let's have a few cigarettes, have a drink, and then we'll close, then we'll go, which is always nice. Is oh, so you uh, drink your shifter? Well, we'll around here we call um, we call them a shifter drink. You get a free drink at the end of your shift if you're of legal age, of course. No, no, not free. It's if, if it's paid for, we get discounts where we work, ah. so which is nice. Yeah. But like I said earlier, it's, we we sort of drink for free because of the amount of drinks we get bought for us by the customers mm-hmm. as a tip. I can't remember the last time I actually paid for a drink. <laughs> All the places, at least that I worked, I'm I have seen in various bars that there's like a uh, dry erase board where they. Uh, you know, have a tally marker, buy yourself a drink later. And so they put a tally up there or, uh, or for other customers, you know, I, I want to buy Jim a drink, but he's not here right now. So put up a tally for him. But the bars that I worked at, I'm, uh, it was always cash tips uh, at, at the end of the day. So um, yeah. there, there are actually some areas I was talking to a couple guys that work in New York that, they don't get an hourly wage. They work for tips, period. And uh, I, I mean, they do. They <laughs> do go home. That's crazy. They do go home with a decent amount of money, sure. But uh, you know, I keep w- wondering, like uh, in, uh, here in America, in about a month, we got an election coming up, and I remembered yeah. one, one year. Uh, there, one year I was bartending on election night. And I had nobody in my bar the whole night because everybody was at home glued to their televisions trying to figure out who uh, who's going to be the next president. And I so, would so you just wouldn't make any money. Yeah, I was 
standing behind the bar watching TV, not making any money whatsoever. So the hourly wage actually saved me that night. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's what it's like here. We we've a minimum wage which is I think eight pounds seventy two, which must be about nine dollar fifty maybe, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the minimum wage across the whole country. So if you work an hour, that's what you get paid. If you get a tip, that's your sort of extra. But the, like I said, the tips aren't guaranteed. So that's how they try and do it here. Uh, do you uh, keep your tips on your uh, to yourself, or do you have to share with the other servers? Uh, really, it depends on the situation. So if I'm working the bar on my own, I'll keep them. But if it's sort of if the tip comes from someone who's bought food, so share it with the kitchen staff. Or if it's a busy Friday, Saturday night, we all we all put our tips into one jar and then we keep that for our staff party. Which is just, just yeah, so we normally get a nice big kitty we call it, which is like a pot for the whole group. And yeah, we all put that together and we save it up and then we go out and have a really nice night, a nice meal out and drinks and everyone has a laugh. Oh, that's a cool idea. Uh, cause I was always stingy with my tips of mine, but, uh, you know, I, of course I had to tip out the kitchen staff or, and, <laughs> uh, because of the way, at least I ran my, my side of the bar. Some of the servers felt like they had to tip me out because I poured all their drinks for them. But most of the time I was like, I, you know, yeah. uh, the server, I'd let them go at like 10 o'clock at night. And they're like, uh, they try to hand me a couple bucks for helping them out that night. And I said, I'm going to be here for another four hours. I'm fine. Keep your money. Yeah. But so here, if the customer wants to tip, say me personally, they'll buy me a drink rather than give me cash as a sort of gesture as say, here you go, here's a drink. It may, it's, sort of, it's more personal to them, buy me a drink because that's actually for me and I can enjoy that after my shift. I think that's how they look at it. Oh, sure. And uh, you've probably worked up a, uh, a tally where you probably don't have to buy a drink for, uh, I don't know, another maybe five, ten years. Yeah, <laughs> it feels <laughs> like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Go home with a barrel of beer. You were mentioning uh, earlier the Spotify uh, playlist that bartenders all add uh, music to. Now, you said it's a bunch of bartenders that add to this playlist, not just you, right? Yes. Uh, it's every, pretty much every bartender I've worked with since, so for the last five years, every single bartender I've worked with has probably got at least 10, 20 songs on there. Now, um, just to me, I'm asking about this because to me, uh, music and the bar scene are kind of hand in hand. They, they have to go together because music sets the atmosphere and, uh, it's, that's just the way it always is. Whether you have a jukebox or you use your cell phone or whatever, but, uh, has anybody thrown something on there just to be funny? Like all of a sudden you're, uh, you get Rick rolled <laughs> yeah, at your bars. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, uh, there's this one song 
Uh, oh, boy, what's it called? It's called? I think it's called Male Stripper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's, it's the... Don't get me wrong, I, I like a lot of music, but it's the worst song. <laughs> and every time the song comes on it, the volume goes up because it's, it's one of those songs where everyone laughs and you think, oh, God, not this. And it always gets skipped, but no one's ever dared to take it out of the playlist because <laughs> it's just got so many good memories to it. <laughs> and every new bartender that hears it hears the story and that just spreads. And that's, that's the sort of thing that I love about bartending is how you can just pass things on like that. Sure. Uh, it's kind of why I started this podcast, so uh, I can get people on the show, and then we can start passing yeah. around stories. And you're uh, the first person outside of the United States I've ever interviewed for this show, which is really cool for me. <laughs> well, there you go. If, if anyone wants to play male stripper at their bar, that'd be awesome. I bet you uh, some of my listeners are going to probably be jumping on their cell phones. And, what is this male stripper song that he's talking about? <laughs> All of a sudden, that band's going to get you know a couple thousand downloads this week. You know, <laughs> it's called Dished Bracket Male Stripper by Purple Disco Machine. Okay, um, I've never heard of that, but well, you know, tonight I'm going to probably try to look <laughs> look it up just to see what you're talking about. <laughs> Does your bar have uh there every once in a while in the bars bar scene around here there's a like a bar song that everybody just kind of kind of just joins in and starts singing like Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline or Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places do you does your bar have one Yeah it's it's probably Oasis um probably Don't Look Back in Anger or Champagne Supernova Ah yeah. they're the they're the big ones they always hit Especially with um, a couple of years ago in Manchester, there was um, there was a bombing at an Ariana Grande concert. Right, I remember that, yeah. And Don't Look Back in Anger almost became like the national anthem because of what happened there. So I think that's sort of quite an English song that everyone holds hands, joins together and sings, standing on the t- tables. Yeah, that's 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 the best one, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, actually don't look back in anger has been one of my most favorite Oasis songs. Uh, uh, cause I, you know, it's it for, I guess for Americans, like we all, uh, like Noel Gallagher more than we like Liam, but I, I I've heard that it's, it's different in the UK, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we all, we all like Liam Gallagher. So, uh, so are you listening to like BDI now or whatever he's doing? I don't know what, what is he doing nowadays? Uh, he's doing a solo project. Oh. I haven't listened to much, but I've, yeah, I quite like just original Oasis. So I never really, and Noel Gallagher's got his high flying birds. Right. But no, they're, they're not the same, not together. Yeah. Um, Whether that happens or not, if they get back together, that'd be awesome. But, you uh, know. I don't see them getting back together because the, uh, I've heard their fights are uh, between Liam and Noel were like legendary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've even listened to the a Wibbling Rivalry CD where it's them on a radio show just arguing back and forth. <laughs> and, you know, I laugh. You know, once I started understanding some of the uh, British colloquialisms and slang, then it became funnier. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
there's definitely some good words that they'll use. Yeah, so yeah, I could go go on about Oasis for a while because I I was I'm a huge <laughs> fan I'm a huge fan of theirs, and uh, I saw when they broke up, I was kind of like, oh, kind of a bummer. But Noel wrote most of the songs anyway, and now he's mm. just doing his solo projects. So the only thing that's going to change is that Liam's not singing all the songs or mo- majority of the songs. Yeah, but then I saw Liam do BDI and saw that it was him and the other members of Oasis. But then after that, I heard... Uh, I, but they didn't write the song, so it's not the same. Yeah. It's crazy. But then all of a sudden, I see the uh, the former members of Oasis playing behind Noel, and Liam's off doing his solo project. So uh, I was like, wow, what happened there? But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to start to wrap this up. Uh, uh, I was really, really... Uh, honored that your girlfriend or wife, what, what is she? <laughs> girlfriend or wife? Uh, go, girlfriend. Okay. Yes. I was really ha- uh, honored that your girlfriend called, uh, called me up and asked me to do a shout out for you. And uh, originally uh, through the email, she asked just for a quick soundbite of me saying happy birthday. And I said, well, hell we'll just give, uh, you know, uh, do a shout on the show. And uh, I was really happy to do that. That was really uh, that was really fun, and it's uh, I'm really happy to actually get to talk to you now. So, yeah, well, well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, and uh, and appreciate you listening to the. I gotta ask, how did you uh, how did you find the show? <laughs> um, so I I like listening to podcasts and stuff and. There was one I was listening to called My Dad Wrote a Porno, and I finished that, and then I thought, I need to get into a new podcast. And then I thought, well, well, what sort of podcast? So I just typed in bartending podcast, and there really isn't sort of any out there that I could find. And I just randomly, to be very honest, clicked on yours. Well... That was lucky for me, and I uh, really appreciate that you listened. So, uh, yeah. So it's just been since then. I've still always listened. Uh, I really appreciate it's, it. It's really cool. Really cool to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy to be able to get to talk to you. And I was more than happy to give you that birthday shout out uh, when Harley asked me to do it. And have fun. Wish you guys good luck. Hopefully this quarantine thing is over soon so we can all get back to our regular schedule and uh, get by. Yeah, definitely. And that's it for this episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. That means it is last call, people. Last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar. You ain't getting shit. Uh, I'd like to uh, uh, thank uh, Adam Hall for being on the show. It was more than uh, it was a blast telling you happy birthday, and it was a blast getting you on the show to actually talk to you. And I'd like to thank Harley Moses, his girlfriend, uh, for getting us in touch and allowing me this opportunity to talk to somebody from England, and not to mention help celebrate his birthday and uh, and the news about having a baby. Uh, I'd also like to thank the band Scuffle for being on the show. Remember to go check out their single "Deadhead" available on. Spotify, SoundCloud, or Bandcamp.com. Go check out the rest of their music, too. they got some good stuff. And uh, as usual, got to thank the listeners. Without Because without you guys, I'd just be a guy 
talking into a random microphone saying whatever he damn well says, which, well, what's pretty much is, but you guys listen to me anyway. Greatly appreciated. So if you want to follow Hey Bartender Podcast, you remember you can follow me on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. If you want to just send me a message, send me, uh, ask to be on the show or, or whatever, send me an email, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I would love to have more people on this show, and I would love to have more music on this show. Because uh, like Adam and I were talking about, music and the bar scene goes together, keeps the bartender sane and keeps the customers entertained. What more could you ask? But since it is the end of the show, I have to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.